TheChairShot.com. TheChairShot.com. Always. Always. Use your head. You are now listening to ChairShot Radio. Always use your head. Another Monday in the Chair Shot Radio Network. Hello, everyone. This is your good friend Patrick O'Dowd welcoming you into the Monday edition of Chair Shot Radio, part one of your double dose. Patrick O'Dowd and David Ungar. Although this week it's a single dose of Patrick O'Dowd and Dave, it's gonna be it's gonna it's gonna be no dose of Patrick O'Dowd for the next couple of weeks as. I start being fully committed to the job that pays the bills, and unfortunately, that means I'm not I'm not going to hang out around on the bandwagon. Not sure. I'm not even sure if I'll be able to make the Babyface Heel podcast. Craig and I haven't really talked about that, but I don't know. Signs aren't good, and of course, that means that no no me for for a couple of chair shot radios as well. This is the last ride of Patrick O'Dowd, folks, at least for a few weeks. It's for, right. now. for now. For now. I'm, for not, now. I'm not dead. Not, no. I'm, not, I'm not leaving the Chair Shot Radio Network. I'm no. still going to be pimping, you know, prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot very badly. Every time I listen to myself do the prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot bit, I, I think I sound terrible. So I don't even remember uh, half yeah, of it. I'll get for yeah, I don't even say it because I don't remember it. So, you know, you're way ahead of me, my friend. I mean, it's really simple. It's, you know, if you support what we do here, you really like what we do here, Noble Listener, and you want to find a way to continue to support the ChairShot Radio Network and the ChairShot.com, the best way to do that is to head over to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the ChairShot and invest in a ChairShot.com t-shirt. We've got all kinds of shirts there available, things like the OG ChairShot logo to some of the various programs like our show, Dave, our show, Bandwagon Nerds, does have a t-shirt over there for purchase over at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. I don't know if they're still there, but maybe you can still get a Platt Malaz 2021 uh, campaign shirt, 2020 campaign shirt. Adam was sporting one, so you never know. You never know uh, to hashtag save tag team wrestling journalism and much, much more. Best way to support us, best way to help keep us up and running. We give you quality content every single day and we want to keep giving you quality content every single day and so please help us continue to do that by heading over to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot and buy a shirt see it's that easy dave that's that's the spot you can't remember all that is it because you're senile yes i'm gonna go with that exactly all right well, you could have just said you're you have just too much in your brain with all kinds of legal mumbo jumbo, like all of the laws and writs and desist and cease orders or cease and desist orders or whatever you call them. Those that's what's you. I'll go with that too. Which, whichever, whichever comes first to your mind, let's go with that. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, I know I could just, I could just do like Platt does and say, just go to pro wrestling com buy a t-shirt well he does it better than that then you gotta steal his line like you gotta be like you know it's not just a 
what is this not just a website it's a movement, movement or yeah. something like that exactly but so join the movement head over to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot and with that we have gotten our chair our prowrestlingtees.com plug out of the way man Folks, I am very excited to talk to y'all about musical chairs this week, of course, as we continue our rotation, taking turns, sharing with you artists that we love and would love for you all to listen to as well. I am I'm thrilled. I have no idea what Dave's got in store. I know Dave has no idea what I've got in store. I didn't even give a tease last week. But what I what I am gonna do is I'm gonna do a tease with the the full commercial break before we hit into the the first uh, of us to go, and that would be me, by just saying stay tuned because you're going to probably – this this band that I'm going to cover today, probably the band I listened to the most throughout the 90s out of everything, and, and it's going to surprise you. Dave, probably not too surprised, but based on what we've talked about, might be a little surprising. So that'll be on the other side of the commercial break. You're listening to Chairshot Radio on the Chairshot Radio Network, a part of the Chairshot.com. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, Podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Okay. So I, I was a little stuck earlier this week as I tried to think of like, who should I, and not stuck in the know who to cover. It's more about picking who to cover. Because I don't, I don't know about you, Dave, but I just, based on everything I love about music, there's just too many options. And I, and I really started thinking, you know, I've covered a lot, like I've covered a couple of artists from the 70s. I mean, obviously Queen, you know, my favorite of all, of all favorites. We talked about Tom Jones. I, I talked last week about Bruno Mars. And I really, you know, I really haven't talked about anything that I listened to in the 90s specifically the late 90s, early 2000s. And when I got to thinking about that, there was really like one band that I got hooked into. They're, a, they're, they're basically a one-hit wonder band, but they're still making music today. In fact, they're cranking out new music as we speak this year. They're putting them out on YouTube before they re- release their, their next album. They have gone through some turmoil with some attrition in their lineup, had a nasty breakup between two of the top star or two of the top singers in the group. And yeah, they had one hit that took music by storm for, for a little while. And that's the bare naked ladies, the bare naked ladies uh, with their hit one week, which wasn't off of their first album, by the way, their first album was Gordon, which is a wonderful album. Um, to take a listen to. And, and as I say that, I'm now double checking to make sure that I'm not crazy. But Gordon was was really my favorite. They started out as a a group that was really focused on acoustic music. There, there was It was originally a duo with Ed Robertson and Stephen Page. They would stay together um, with the rest of the lineup through... 2009 and we'll get to that in a little bit but 
they they grew into a quintet, uh, adding brothers Jim and Andy Cregan, and then Tyler Stewart on drums by 1990. Cregan left the band and was replaced by Kevin Hearn, who is still with the with the group today. And the current lineup is Ed Robertson, um, Jim Cregan, Tyler Stewart, and Kevin Hearn. Uh, most I think what really stood out to me is the first time I ever saw them. Jim and his standing bass that that he plays uh, as part of the uh, as as part of their sort of their acoustic go around. Now he does play you know a bass guitar from from time to time. But one week was like this this song that like everybody couldn't escape. And you know you hear five seconds of it, you know it. It's got the really famous you know Ed Robertson basically just rapid firing lyrics, almost like a rap, but but much more to a I guess you could call it a rap. But it's a really fast almost cadenced i don't know i i don't i don't really define it as rap but they they have always had kind of this indie sort of poppy feel i think a lot of people think their music sounds the same now they did have some other sort of minor hits in the wake of uh, of one week it's all been done it was a music video they got a lot of play around they also um had their follow-up album maroon uh the song pinch me what was notable in video, but they were, they were a part of the first live music event I ever attended. Uh, and I think I told you the story when we talked about Metallica, because you remember the festival I told you about, right? The one that, uh, that's right. That you had to leave before you got to see Metallica. No, I got to see Metallica. I didn't get to see the finale with oh, all the encore. Got you. Okay. Well, there were four. There were four lead bands on the stage at Rockfest in Chicago that took their turns at the festival. And one of these bands was not like the other because we had Metallica, we had Stone Temple Pilots, we had Kid Rock at the height of the Kid Rock Baba Taba phase, and we had the Bare Naked Ladies. Now you would later learn that the Bare Naked Ladies were a late replacement to this lineup. But even with the whole festival lineup, like the bands were definitely much more in the stronger alternative to heavy metal to hard edged rock sort of stuff. And then here come the bare naked ladies and they start doing their set. And the crowd is a bunch of drunk Chicagoans not having it. And they saved the performance with one brief moment where Ed Robinson gets on the microphone and says, we want to prove that anyone can rock and roll. And so we're going to bring somebody up from the audience. In fact, you, sir, the man who is flipping me off, come on up stage. You're going to help us rock and roll. And they gave him a guitar pick and they said, all we want you to do is move your hand like this. And they give him, they give him a, a beat and strum the guitar strings. And so he follows the pattern the way they want to. And it leads to them singing the song, You Really Got Me, with this random fan. And so for one song, the crowd was in and was like, okay, this isn't so bad. They then proceeded to do their traditional finale that they used to do at shows where Steve, Steven page would sing a bit of memory from cats. They would do this weird dance routine back and forth together where Ed Robertson and Steven page would run together in the middle of the, in the, on the middle of the stage and kiss in the middle of the stage. And that was, the crowd was not ready for that uh, performance at all. But, while other people left the Bare Naked Ladies, they kept making music and they continue to have 
strong, strong success in Canada. They continue to tour. In fact, next year, I have tickets to go see them along with the Gin Blossoms and Toad the Wet Sprocket. Uh, That's a show there. I know, right? My wife and I could not figure out for the life of us what the Toad the Wet Sprocket hit was that we knew we had heard but couldn't remember. There's many, but this we're not talking about them, but there's many. Um, and I've seen them in concert, actually, oddly enough, more than any other performer ever. I've seen them five times, I think now, four or five times in concert now. Um, and it's it's always just been a fun show. I went and saw them in St. Louis, Missouri, at the height of their maroon phase, you know, maroon stage. Of course, went and saw them at Rockfest in Chicago. I've seen them a couple of other times in uh, locally in Uncasville, Connecticut, at the Mohegan Sun. And you know, they 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 have a very particular sound. It's very fun, but they're actually, you know, if you go and you look and you delve deeper into some of their albums they have some really great songs that show off some amazing musicianship and it dates all the way back to the first full album, Gordon, which has a song on it that, I mean, a lot of people are probably familiar with the song, Brian Wilson. If I had a million dollars is on that song, uh, on that album as well. My two, my two favorite songs though, actually uh, is a song called grade nine, which is them just singing about how awkward and terrible being a freshman was freshman in high school. But then there's a very beautiful ballad at the end of this song that is, uh, quite heartbreaking and sad to listen to. And it's one of the two songs that I want you to play on our, on our tag at the end. And it's a song called the flag and the flag really showcases the use of a cello of, of the bass. Um, it's, it's just, it's a beautiful, I think it's just a beautiful haunting melody with a one, it's, it's just wonderful. And the story that the song tells is heartbreaking, but yet at the same time, it, the song finishes so, so full of hope that I, I, I really love it. I listen to it all the time, but in recent years, they've continued to have a pretty good sense of humor about things. Uh, they ran into some real trouble in 2009 that was when Stephen Page left the band and the band has relatively been sort of tight lipped about why Page left. They, a lot of times talk about it being creative differences. Page himself talks about how it just wasn't fun. The music, like be, what music wasn't fun. However, there's also, you know, it's quite notable that he was dealing with, you know, drugs and addiction at the same time as well. There was a notorious arrest around, I think it was around 2011, uh, where he, he was dealing with some stuff. So it's just, it's been unfortunate. But since the breakup, the four remaining members have, have carried on and continue to make albums. And I want to make sure I get the name of the album right, because one of their most recent tunes that I like is... Um, is called uh, everything to everyone is the uh, is the album and it's a, a label that they it's done on an independent label that they did on their oh no I'm sorry I'm gonna get this wrong it was uh, Grinning Streak and Grinning Streak has a song on there called Odds Are and if I were to recommend you do anything Dave um, in placing Odds Are which sounds like every other Bare Naked Lady song you've ever heard but Go check out the video for Odds Are. It's uh, it's on YouTube. It's easy to find. 
it's done with the four of them in a newsroom and it has just the most it's the apocalypse is taking place and all these different ridiculous apocalyptic things are happening around them and they're singing in this newsroom as if it's no big deal it's very very funny and quite amusing and so that's my choice for this week is just a, a fun band that has some really good music and filled with some heart uh when you go out there and you listen to it and um yeah so thoughts on the bare naked ladies uh they're a band i haven't listened to enough but i will say that i was very much into stunt um not quite as much right who wasn't not quite as much into maroon but still you know pinch me and all that that those songs um it wasn't as good a follow-up stunts a phenomenal phenomenal record and, and really uh there's like two songs off of stunt that that i really 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 love and they're not like the real popular ones but um uh call and answer I absolutely love that song. Oh, the answer is a beautiful song. Yes. And uh, I'll be that girl, which is an interesting, I've, I've tried to figure out what is, what are they actually trying to say here? And, and it's, it's, it's interesting people's takes online as to what the song is really about, but I absolutely love that song. And and those are two uh, additional ones off the stunt. If you're looking for some uh, deeper cuts off that record. Uh, But yeah, I mean, you know, you don't get, (laughs) <laughs> you don't get the Big Bang Theory intro song without these guys. Yeah, it, that's true. Um, and that actually led to some conflict again between between our two our two wonderful lead singers because um, Paige sued because he claimed that he was supposed to get twenty percent of the the like royalties off of that that Big Bang Theory uh, song. By the way, Hidden Jim on the Maroon album. Uh, the song tonight the tonight is the night I fell asleep at the wheel. It's a song about a dude who gets in a car crash and it's played to a calliope. It's it's the it's very interesting and very bizarre. But they're yeah, they're a talented group and they just keep me making music. The four of them that are still together and doing this look like they enjoy each other's company very, very much. Look like they're having a good time making music. And so that's um that's my choice, and uh, I hope you all give those two songs I listened listed out there. Odds are, which is more typical of them, uh, but then the flag, which is one of my favorites. Those are going to be what plays at the end of this uh, at the end of this episode. And as usual, remember, we do not own the rights of the song, but I don't think the bare naked ladies are going to stop us when we come back. Please don't sue Dave's us. Gonna, please don't sue us. Yes, when we come back, Dave's going to take over. And tell us his choice for this week's edition of Musical Chairs. You're listening to Chairshot Radio on the Chairshot Radio Network, part of the Chairshot.com. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, 
PWX, over-the-top shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Go to powerslam.tv, promo code ChairShot. Get your free month again. And that's powerslam.tv, promo code ChairShot. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. All right. Welcome back, folks. It is now time for Dave to take over and lay on all of you his choice for this week's musical chairs. Dave, the floor is yours. Or the stage. Actually, we should call it the stage. The stage. The stage. Uh, So like, like you were saying when you were in the intro to your discussion on Bare Naked Ladies that there's all these bands that you think about. It's like you've got a lot of things that I could choose this and choose this. You know, I've got the same thing going on. I go into from week to week thinking, okay, here's probably where I'm going to go next week. But this week I took an audible and, and and I have to thank our good friend, the Reverend Ray Cash for this idea, because last week on last week's edition of Bandwagon Nerds, the auto tune episode, he mentioned a band that jar jogged my memory. And I was like, oh, yeah, they did do something similar to that. Um, these guys are right in my wheelhouse because I saw them a few times it, live in concert. I mean, this is like the 80s at its best. And my pick this week is Bon Jovi. So, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, these guys are, in my opinion, in my opinion, from a musical standpoint, the best thing to come out of New Jersey ever. And I know that's blasphemous for some people who think it's Springsteen or Southside Johnny or something like that. But Bon Jovi to me was was it. They were... um. You know, the, these four, four or five guys, I think they might have been five guys from from Jersey who um came out and just kind of took the world by storm. And and in the 80s, when these guys kind of caught fire, you know, this is right when I, you know, John was one of these front men who tremendous voice as far as voices go. John is a great singer and a very good front man. And then you add in the element of Richie Sambora on guitar and. They really put out some good music at a time when I and I know the hair metal days get a bad rap. But if you really stop and think about it, there's some really good music that's coming out from a lot of bands during that time frame. And Bon Jovi was right there at the top of them. And they um, I mean, I distinctly remember when Slippery and Wet came out and, and just you give love a bad name and how that just exploded on the scene, followed up by the song we talked about last week that gave me this idea, Living on a Prayer. You know, you book in those two together and basically Bon Jovi had 1986 on lock. It was like the Uso penitentiary. Yeah. 1986 was on lock. But what I love about the, the band is, you know, they're, they're very tight. You know, you're talking about like bare naked ladies and and how tight they were for a while. These guys were like brothers. And and John's story, of course, is fascinating because here's this guy who, let's be honest, you know, he could have just about had any girl he wanted in his heyday. And when he was out there on the stage and that hair, and I mean, I had long hair back in the day too. I tried to get my hair to look like that. There was no hope, you know, and you really couldn't do that on your own unless you had some knowledge of hairstyling. And John, you know, had, had that look, but you know, his story with Dorothea, his wife who high school sweethearts, I did not realize until researching this, that they actually did break up for a while. And this is what was the impetus behind a lot of the guys in the band we're going through some heavy emotional stuff during the recording of 7,800 Degrees Fahrenheit, which is their second record. And and you kind of hear it in, in that record going back and thinking about it. I was like, okay, I can hear a heartbreak and stuff like that. But but John's story with Dorothea, where 
these guys have been together for their whole lives, basically eloped and did all this stuff. And and John is just a stand up kind of guy. But from 1984 to 1988, they put out four records and it's, it's the self-titled album, 7,800 degrees Fahrenheit, slippery and wet in New Jersey in a four year span. And I stopped and thought, thought about it, Pat. And I'm like, man, that is a lot. I, I don't know if I can really, I mean, like last week we talked, I talked about kiss and how they put out a lot of great stuff in rapid succession but maybe not like on a level like that where you've got in four years, I mean, slippery and wet in New Jersey had some mega, mega hits on there. Um, those guys went on a hellacious touring schedule during that four year time frame, where John almost burned out his vocal cords to the point that he had to be getting steroid injections and, and, and seeking treatment with a vocal coach just to survive that. And the other thing, thing about Bon Jovi that I realized doing this is, they're very similar to the first band I ever talked about on the musical chairs, which is Green Day, where they achieved a lot of success and kept putting out content. You know, they put out after New Jersey, they took a few years off. They put out Keep the Faith and, and some other stuff. All good stuff. You know, nothing wrong with it, but it didn't commercially resonate with people. And then in 2000, they, they put out um, Crush, which had It's Your Life on there. So. 14 years after they broke through big time with with slippery and wet then they break through again and so it's very similar to how green day did that with dookie and then american idiot and so bon jovi does the same sort of thing they're still put it they're like the bare naked ladies they're still putting out quality music they still they do a really good show i got the privilege of seeing them i think twice um the first time i saw them cinderella opened for them back when cinderella was on top of the world as well um, that's one of the best concerts I've ever been to. So much hairspray probably was used. So many bottles, so many cans of hairspray. Yeah, mostly what by the guys. <laughs> mostly by the guys on that tour. Um, but it's then a big was, back then. yeah, big hair back then. Uh, and Cinderella could hang in there with anybody as far as hair was concerned. But uh, I think I also saw like they were doing a tour a few years later where um, it was like Bon Jovi and Guns N' Roses were touring. And they would flip alternate who was because they couldn't decide who was really the biggest band in the world. But they would flip and they would alternate. And, you know, Bon Jovi would open one night and Guns N' Roses would open the next. And I think I saw it when Bon Jovi opened and then GNR came out later on, which is a phenomenal show. I mean, this is back when Guns N' Roses was on on top of the world. But, you know, they also were one of the first bands to play in Moscow after the uh, the the wall fell. They did that Moscow Music Peace Festival is a bunch of like. I think it was like them and Skid Row and um, some other bands that had gone over there to do the, I think maybe Guns N' Roses. I'm not sure. But um, yeah, they're just, they're a phenomenal band who's just been around for, yeah, forever, who achieved a lot of success. They've put out some great songs. John's one of my favorite singers. You know, I wouldn't say my favorite, but I don't think you can't take away from him. The guy can sing, he can perform, he can do a lot of things. And uh, yeah, Bon Jovi is just one of, I got to thank Ray for that, that, that it jumped into my head. I said, I want to learn more about these guys. And, and it, it was very interesting and, and similar to bare naked ladies had a nasty breakup with their bassist of many years, Alec John such, um, who was, I guess, fucking up on stage, you know, and you can't have that. You can't have your bassist making mistakes when you're a band of that magnitude. And, and he was a problem apparently. And, and listening to an interview, I don't know if they, if they reconciled or not, but a few years back, I was looking at an interview with John and, some regrets as to what went down with them. But unfortunately, as you know, Pat, business is business and you can't have your basis making fucking mistakes up there. So, 
yeah, Bon Jovi, uh, one of the great bands from the hair metal days that are still out there doing it. John's been in some movies. You know, they've all had their solo stuff going on. Richie has done stuff with Orianti. So, I mean, yeah, they're they're well, very. Richie, huh? Richie's no longer with the band. Richie left the band in 2013. Right. Yeah. And also got to, got to you know, marry Heather Locklear. So he that, was, did. that was pretty awesome for that, Richie. That's got to count for something, right? I mean, win, win for him. New Jersey was the first tape album I ever bought. First cassette tape album I ever bought. I bought it before Slippery When Wet. But was obsessed, like many were, with the Living on a Prayer video. Where they're with the with the wires and the concert, you know, the concert setup and then flying all over the place. And I've never seen them in in concert personally. They but, did that. They did that live. John would fly uh, out over it, the crowd. Right. I loved Bon Jovi as a kid. I still love Bon Jovi to this day. Uh, Bad Medicine is a song I'll sing at karaoke, which I think is hilarious because they even have the like the spoken part where you're trying to keep the crowd going. And it's really awkward because nobody like karaoke crowds don't do that really very often. Like that's that, nobody, nobody's going to join in, but it's still there. So you, you, you take that as part of it. But uh, what are your thoughts on John as a singer? I mean, he's probably not Freddie's level, but he's not far behind. He's not Freddie's though. His, his vocals, I mean, it's a different style of vocal, um, but go back and listen to Runaway the the end of runaway when he's just hitting those just those high breaking notes and i mean he's not even singing lyrics at that point he's just hitting these notes while the chorus is going around in the background which by the way runaway for my money is one of is is a it was a hit for them like it's what broke them through i don't think it gets the love it deserves because living on a prayer was so good but like that opening keyboard just heart pumping like just staccato beat leading into that song before the electric guitar comes in and then John's voice. It's a great song. It's a, it's a great song and it'll get you going in a hurry. Yeah. He hit some really, I mean, living on a prayer has got some really high notes that he was noticing when he was on tour and having those problems. That's the first he says, I'm never going to be able to hit those notes. Well, what's, what's crazy again, as I, I take this to karaoke, living on a prayer is one that gets sung all the time. That wanted dead or alive, like death taxes, living on a prayer, or wanted dead or alive. That's gonna get sung at a karaoke night. Just somebody's in the middle. But when people try to sing "Living on a Prayer," they forget that there is a late key change that takes it up, and that's when those notes that you're talking about with John, like people can't hit those notes. Like that's it's an extremely talented voice that can jump that up a whole octave. No, um, you're you're, in, in you're, you're absolutely right because it's a song off a rock band, and I've sung three quarters of the song. But once you hit that end part, uh, it's a different ball game entirely to try it, try right. and get there. So yeah, so, great stuff, yeah, man. Yeah, great choice, man. Better Rose is also one of my favorites off of the uh, Keep the Faith album. Uh, yeah, no, is it Better Rose? It's a ballad, or, or I don't remember which one it was, but I know there's one that uh, like Never Say Goodbye which I think is on Slippery When Wet, which had no intention of ever being the hit that it was. Um, but you see that sometimes. Like Beth was a B-side. Never Say Goodbye was a B-side, and it just caught fire. But uh, the two songs that I want to throw out there is my hidden gems. I'm going to go back before Slippery When Wet and talk about a song from each of the first two albums. The first one is a song from the very first album 
their self-titled one uh, called Shot Through the Heart, which isn't just the beginning of You Give Love a Bad Name. There's actually a song called Shot Through the Heart. It is phenomenal. You'll hear it on here at the end. Uh, then the other one, I want to go to 7,800 Degrees Fahrenheit and uh, songs called Only Lonely. And this is a tremendous, tremendous song that that you get to see. Richie's got a great solo in the middle of this thing. So um, those are the two that I, I'm going to throw on here at the end and say, go check those out. They're early Bon Jovi, uh, but they're really, you can you can see already and hear already that, okay, these guys are on a different level from just about, from most of the hair metal bands that were going on right then. All right. Well, excellent choice. I, I endorse this band. Wonderful. That'll do it, folks. There you have it. This week, the Bare Naked Ladies and Bon Jovi. Those are your bands from this week's edition of Musical Chairs. That's going to wrap it up. Dave, before we head out of here, tell everybody where they can find you on the socials and in the interwebs. Find me on Twitter at Attitude Ag, that is at Attitude A-G-G, and on Facebook.com slash Attitude of Aggression. And you can find me on the Twitter at Wrestling Realist, that is at W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. You can generally catch me every Monday with Dave doing Bandwagon Nerds along with Chris, or not Chris Platt, Ray Cash, and sometimes Chris Platt and PC Tunney. And then of course here on the chair shot radio, you can also catch me on Wednesdays with Greg DeMarco and Miranda Morales on the baby face heel podcast. All of those are on the chair shot radio network and a part of the ChairShot.com. That's going to do it for this week's edition of musical chairs. Make sure you listen to every edition of chair shot radio. We come at you five days a week, right around 6am. You've been listening to Monday's chair shot radio with David Ongar and Patrick O'Dowd. Hope everyone has a pleasant start to their work week and listen to some tunes. We love to hear it. That complicated people leading complicated lives and decomplicates their problems telling complicated lies. Tells her he's sorry, she tells him it's over He tells her he's sorry, she says over and over You've never really known That when the white flags flower No one, no one, no one has won the war there goes a forest and there goes a bluebird There goes a partridge and there goes a gold train There goes an angel and there goes a steeple There goes a cup car and there goes an eagle There goes a raven and there goes the rivers There goes a raven and there goes the rivers there goes the raven and there go the ribbons, the ribbons, the ribbons, the ribbons of the Struck by lightning sounds pretty frightening, but you know the chances are so small. Stuck by beasting, nothing but a bee thing. Better chance you're gonna buy it at the mall. But it's a 23 or 4 to 1 that you can fall in love by the end of this song. So get up, get up, tell the book you put a bet I'm not a damn thing will go wrong. The odds are that we will probably be 
hit by the A-train Crashed in an airplane I wouldn't recommend either one Killed by a great white or a meteorite I guess there ain't a way to go that's fun But somewhere in the world someone is gonna fall in love by the end of this song So get up, get up, no one's ever gonna let up again Shot through the heart It's all part of the game that we call love 